Okay, welcome everyone to the very latest Bolt from the Blue podcast. I have a sense that you might enjoy this one, a game against uh, RB Leipzig. And uh, what people thought was a very losable game after watching the first leg. Uh, let's see who we've got in the house. Do we have uh, Bernard? We do, we do. We have Bernard in the house. Some, some, some teams let in seven. Other teams score seven. That's all. That's all I can say, really. <laughs> and do we have Ray? Oh, I'm here. Don't worry about that, mate. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Well, let's you get weren't cracking. There. You weren't there. He wasn't there last night, though. He was poorly. Oh, I was not, uh, I'm, not, you know, I'm not being well, guys. I'm not being well. Well, you know, it was um interesting um, weather situation, but I'm sure we'll get on to that. But uh, let's start off and talk about lineups because we always talk about lineups uh, first of all. Let's start off with the the king of the lineup, uh, Bernard. How did you get on? I got nine, mate. I was I was reasonably happy with that. Um, There's only one change to the Palace game that Pep made, wasn't there? So uh, you could have stuck that in there and, and got ten yourself. You know, anyone could have done that. But uh, I was quite happy because a lot of people on Twitter seem to be a bit dissatisfied with it on social media, a bit bit slow. I said it looks a bit slow, a bit cumbersome, but. I had to be happy with the KDB, Gundo and Bernardo Friesen there. I thought I thought that looked all right to me. That sort of released with Gundo there. It sort of released KDB and Bernardo for me to, to do cause more havoc. And, and that's how it turned out. So I'll take nine out of 11. I was quite happy with that. How about uh, you, Ray? What did you think of the back line and the front line in, in, in particular? You can't complain too much about the back line. I thought, obviously... Um, uh, Pulley Pants Down Walker would be there. He's not getting over these jokes. Um, I thought he'd be there. Uh, um, I, you know, I, I was actually very surprised to see uh, John Stone starting on, at right back. The rest of the defence, I can't uh, complain about them. Um, you know, we've kept a few clean sheets lately, so you know you've got to have confidence in them. Uh, and the rest of the team, you know, I was obviously surprised that Maris and Fordham weren't there. Um, so I will concede to Bernard that I would have only got eight. I got eight because I thought Maris and, uh, and uh, I thought Maris was a banker for me to start. Yeah, I mean, he was a shoe in, wasn't he? I thought. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I thought Maris and Forden would be there. You know, maybe Forden's still obviously got the foot problem. Obviously, Pet wants to play a different way. And <laughs> you know, I, I say it most times, you know, you make these decisions, and if, if they come off, you're a genius. If they don't work, then you're an ass. But last night, Pet was a genius. Uh, Bernard, um, how were your uh, how were your feelings going into the game? Because obviously, it was one-one um, in the first leg. They were more than a than a uh, than a proposition uh, for us. And of course, a lot of people on social media were saying, "Oh, this is the game that City could lose. It's a banana skin." What did you think? Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, strange, strange performance, I thought, from Leipzig, in fairness. It's not as though we scored an early goal and they struggled. It, you know, it wasn't later or it wasn't a long time, but they just didn't seem to have much from the from the kit from the get go, they didn't seem to be quite up for it, and yet we were. We seemed to be working hard all over the pitch, pressing, etc. From the start, and I don't know, Leipzig just seemed a bit, a bit, uh, a bit like they were in the first half against us at their place, and it's not, it's not like Leipzig. But I don't think I always say I don't think German teams 
perhaps travel that well and obviously the, they had a bit of support there last night which is certainly more than they had the last time they came to visit us that's for sure but they never got going and, and sadly the team never got going either yeah Ray we've got a very simple structure tonight on the uh, pod um, we're going to just talk about uh, uh, the goals but we don't have much time to talk about much else but but before, a bit about the other stuff but, but before um, goal number one, um, City looked like um, it was going to be one of those nights again. Um, there, there were some um, glorious mischances. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Well, I've got I've got to start off uh, with with uh, so, uh, a couple of things before we scored our first goal. And quite early on, uh, Mr. Raki, he got that ball passed very quickly from he was halfway inside our own half. And he floated the ball over the defender for Haaland to run onto. It was a peach of a pass, um, actually. It was uh, he, he'd done that um, earlier in the season. Um, he'd done a, you know another peach of a pass, exactly the same to Haaland. And obviously Haaland he didn't score. Or Liverpool, I'm just watching Liverpool game as well, guys. Sorry, we picked a bad time to do the the pod. <laughs> but Aki put a great ball um, over the top. Haaland ran onto it. He burnt past the defenders. And I think the last defender just nudged him when he was getting into the box. Now, I think that was enough just to uh, knock Haaland off his stride. And then he ended up stretching and he put the ball, he just got a toe port to it and it hit the keeper's legs. But that showed what we were capable of. It showed that, you know, if we were to, if we do pass that ball early and, it, and the uh, it's not just passing it early, it's got to be quality. And Aki put a quality ball through to Haaland. And you see, he's got the pace. Uh, he loves running onto balls like that. And uh, he showed those defenders a clean pair of heels. So, you know, then the great thing is they're a bit more on the back foot. They're, they're worried about going up too much and supporting the rest of the team. Uh, and um, you know, so they end up a bit disjointed because they've got so many attacking players who want to attack. But if the defenders are miles away, that leaves a lot of space for us to play in because they're worried about Haaland. So... That was good. And prior to the uh, goal, um, there was a big, massive scramble from a corner um, where, you know, we had a, a few shots at goal and uh, I, don't, I don't know how we didn't score. But then they actually went back and no one had seen this handball. And I've got to be honest, I said it last night, ludicrous decision. It's so unfair. You know, the way the handball law has been rewritten, so it's not just... Before it used to be the the referee and the linesman would determine whether they thought the handball was deliberate. Now they've written the rule in such a way that um, it doesn't have to be deliberate. Or they've tried to say this is a deliberate handball if this happens. And I'm sorry, last night it weren't a deliberate handball for me. It was a pathetic decision. Um, but by the letter of the law, it was a penalty. By the letter of the law, it was deliberate. It was ridiculous. But hey, you know, um, unfortunate for for Leipzig, fortunate for City. But it, it's kind of what we needed as well to calm our, uh, calm us down. Uh, you know, a, an easy chance to score the first goal. What did you think, Bernard? Was uh, Mister Henrik's um, a bit hard done by? I think yeah, I absolutely agree with Ray. I mean, at the match, um, the players didn't complain, the fans didn't say it, we didn't complain about anything. We were just all engrossed in, as it, the pinball 
pinball action that was going on on the pitch and uh, it was a total shock. Obviously, the game sort of stopped and we had no idea and suddenly the ref's running over to the monitor. So we had to assume, because we didn't know anything, we had to assume there'd been a handball, but none of us, nobody saw it and none of the players appealed for it. So, um, yeah, I think looking, looking at it uh, now, I've watched the Sky Sport, uh, BT Sport highlight. Yeah, I mean, I think we had Laporte had one, didn't he, against us uh, that really shouldn't, yeah. you, you could call the same. It shouldn't have really been a penalty. But these things in the Champions League go go for you and against you, and, that, and that's the rules. He wouldn't have had it. In the, I don't think that would have been given in the Premier League, but it's in the Champions League, we, we have to accept it and we get it against us. And this time, fortunately, we got it for us. Can I, I just mention as well, you, you did mention that uh, Haaland attempt before. Uh, I thought he did everything pretty much right, as Ray said. He was a little bit off balance because it was a bit of a coming together. But I thought the goal he did exceptionally well as well. From everything about that was superb. Aki's ball was superb. The way Ireland held off the defender uh, was superb. And, and the goal he did very, very well to stop it. He came out and spread himself and did very well. And earlier than that, there was an Ilkay Gundogan chance. I just want to say he's yeah. a, a new baby, hasn't he? So. Uh, yeah, Kias is it called or something like that? So uh, yes, congratulations to Ilkay, and I, I'll just put on Twitter Ilkay made his baby cry. There you go. So that's the that's the <laughs> new thing now, guys. Ilkay made his baby out, cry. <laughs> if we got knocked out. He'd have made us cry with that. <laughs> we, we just haven't got time to. There's so many. I think we had over twenty uh, shots. So we just haven't got time to go through everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was um, goal number one. Uh, what did you think of the penalty, Ray? Um, his uh, goalkeeper went the right way, but again, he's got this um, habit of um, hitting it the same side the goalkeeper's going to, but it just um, yeah. got far too much slip on it. It's interesting that I think he's had five penalties this season. He's, uh, he scored four on the right of the keeper. He took Obviously, Haaland took a penalty at the weekend uh, against Palace. He's, he's hit it to the goalkeeper's right. This goalkeeper, the Leipzig goalkeeper, had... Uh, I think he's did he save he saved a penalty at the weekend to his right. So it was that double bluff. Is Haaland going to carry on doing it on the right or is he going to switch? And um, he switched, he went on the left. Goalkeeper dived, just uh, was a bit short. I don't think Haaland got it cleanly, but there was a, enough, there was enough power and enough direction for it to sneak him uh, past the keeper. But obviously, uh, um, it was, it was, uh, you know, most penalties when you score them, you say hey, it was a good penalty. So you know, um, I have to say it was a good penalty. Mm-hmm. You'd have saved that one, though, Bernard, wouldn't you? No, I would have gone the other way. Actually, I would. I would have been sent the wrong way on that one, mate. I'll. I'll afterward hold my hands up and uh, yeah, he smacked it. And this is the thing: if he smacked it with some power, it was probably say a foot. It could have been just a foot slightly wider, but uh, no, it was good enough. He hit it hard enough. The goalie made a good attempt, but he just uh, sort of couldn't get a, couldn't get a strong hand on it. And uh, yeah, one nil. I was happy with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, as uh, Ray intimated earlier on, uh, nerves were nicely settled. Um, guys, l- let's just run through the the goals about what happened next. What 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 happened with goal number two, Ray? Oh, well, it was about a minute later, wasn't it? Um, the ball was put through. Keeper kicked the ball out. It went into just into our half. I can't remember. Was it Akanji, he just volleyed it forward. He didn't bother controlling. He just volleyed it, just booted it back, basically. And Haaland um, was up near the edge of the box. He sort of controlled it with his face or his head. I'm not sure what it hit. 
and it came down to KDB. So you know, if, if if you're a Liverpool fan, that was extremely good hold-up play and a wonderful pass. Um, but he got it to KDB. KDB took, I think, a couple of touches. And from the edge of the box, leathered it. He absolutely leathered it with his left foot. Blasted past the, the keeper. The keeper had no chance. Uh, even if there were two of them there, he wanted to say it had a chance. But it hit the underside of the bar, bounced out. And the player who was chasing up uh, the quickest was Erling Haaland. And he had a very simple uh, chance to score. He, he headed it into the ground, past the keeper. It was 2-0. It was hardly believable. And I think most people at that point thought, game's over. Well, it was it was quite a marvellous sight, wasn't it, Bernard? Um, uh, obviously, uh, the De Bruyne shot cannoning off the crossbar, the giant uh, Erling Haaland uh, unerringly uh, bearing down uh, to put this one straight down the middle with his head. It was lovely. Yeah, the old big lummocks did it again, didn't he? I mean, he's my, my hero. You know I mean it endearingly, and I, I mean it very kindly when I say that. But, uh, yeah, because you're sort of up, ready to celebrate the goal from KDB, and you come very quickly come down, but then you see the monster coming up just to... And it's, it sat up nicely. It could have been one of those where it ended up, he was waiting for it, and other defenders might have got back, but it just sat up nicely, just just right for him to, to nod it uh well, I think the keeper made a brave attempt, but I think it was in the back of the net by the time he looked as he'd got up and dived. So, yeah, it's great to see 2-0. I think, as, as Ray said there, uh, you're sort of thinking, well, this this is possibly game over already. Ray, tiny sidebar here, but um, uh, and this refers not only to the, this incident, but uh, to uh, others that occurred uh, later in the game. You felt a bit sorry for Akanji, didn't you? Because he just, like, he just could not get on the score sheet. He was desperate to do it. And I think it was about two or three times that uh, he had a crack and someone else got uh, got yeah. in between him and the goal and scored it instead. Yeah, he had a couple of chances. I think I think the keeper managed to save one. He didn't control it well enough or the shot wasn't good enough. And it obviously gave the keeper an opportunity to save it. And uh, I, I remember on one of them, we'll talk about it, it was later in the game, I mean, quite a few times actually, Harlan was there to pick up the pieces. So... Uh, his, uh, Akanji's time will come. I won't worry about that too much. Well, we thought it was going to be a nice, um, straightforward uh, two-zip um, finish to the first half. Got uh, got a chance for um, another goal, Bernard. Yeah, just we'll have a quick mention of the Leipzig thing. A couple of things, weren't there? There was there was Edison's brain fart, which he <laughs> he does. I have no idea what happened there, guys. You'll have to tell me because it doesn't didn't show it on uh, BT Sport. So I, I couldn't. I just I looked to me as though he'd run out and fouled the guy, but we got the free kick. Can someone explain, can someone explain what happened? There was there was there was no need for him to come out. About twenty yeah. yards outside his box, absolutely no need. We had two or three players there. Aki, best defender at City at the moment. He was um, uh, covering as well. What Edison's doing, I mean, this is what frightens City fans when they see Edison do... It was stupid uh, things. It was ridiculous to come out. And um, he, he, he went in on the um, Werner. Um, yeah. He was lucky he didn't... You know, smack Werner. I think if he'd hit him, you know, people would have said... Was it Lamer? Was it Lamer? Was it Lamer? Oh, right. Right. I thought it was Werner. Sorry, I just saw that on the on the you know on the timeline thing. Lame. My mistake there. Um, but no, w- w- sorry, Werner was the one who got booked. Sorry, no, uh, yeah. I have yeah. no idea. Uh, you know, Edison. It did look like he fouled him. Uh, yeah. But obviously, when you see it again, maybe not. But it was ridiculous what he did. He he was so lucky, so lucky. I think if he'd caught the player properly, he'd have been sent off for that because yeah. 
you know, it was it was reckless and dangerous coming that yeah. far out at that speed. Um, you know, and he was just lucky he didn't make contact. Uh, I think Werner probably got the yellow card for uh, arguing because it was ridiculous. Yeah, I think, I think you put his supposedly put his hands on the referee, didn't you? Something like that. So that's why. He, yeah, he was he was aggressive, and obviously after that, of course, uh, before we talk about our goal, uh, Rodri, Rodri, the Rodri mistake. I mean, what the hell was that? Past trying to find Aki, he was absolutely nowhere near the guy. And fortunately, uh, Werner didn't make contact with it, but uh, it could have easily been 2-1 at that stage and obviously they would have been back in it. Absolutely. Yeah. That that followed uh, very quickly um, on after the uh, the first sort of, sort of uh, yeah. rush of blood to the head by um, Ederson. But um, yeah, it's it very, very easy. Guys, you missed, I do want to mention this, sorry. There was another, I think you were going to move on to the goal, but there was another good opportunity uh, Grealish put, uh, put a ball through to Haaland. Um, Grealish was yeah, good, just something good save, ball. good save, yeah. All the past keeper and Haaland, honestly, he absolutely leathered it. It was blasted from uh, quite close range, but from a tightish angle, goalkeeper did well because I think most times you'd, you would expect that to go across the keeper, uh, but he hit it um, at the near post, so the goalkeeper anticipated it well and. Uh, you know, it, it was a, a decent save, as Bernard says. That was the third of the uh, presentable chances that, that, that actually went sorry, better. I'm sorry, there's too many. I can't, I can't not t- mention it. There was a quick free <laughs> kick where they put it down the side to Gundogan. Yeah. And Gundogan yeah. had a shot, uh, which was a decent shot, but it was at the keeper. Uh, it was too near him. And actually, Haaland said after the game, he said he, he, was, he was stealing in late. He was thinking Gundogan was going to put it across to him. And so he had to make this 50-50 decision. Is Gundogan going to have a shot or is he going to put it across to Haaland? If he put it across to Haaland, it would have been a tap-in. He had the shot and Haaland said, if I knew he was going to, basically, if I knew he was going to shoot, then I would have held back a little bit and he would have got the rebound. Uh, mm-hmm. Real Madrid just hit the crossbar, guys. So, he, he, you know, we had, so, honestly, so many chances. And to be honest, I think it was a mixture of, of us actually playing quickly at times and, and the fact that Leipzig, were there to quite open to give us that, that space and time and opportunity to break uh, and have the, that those opportunities. Uh, plus, then I think they, they they kind of give up, you know, uh, and uh, it just became far too easy for us. Yeah, I, I counted three, but uh, Ray's in, Ray, Ray is um, absolutely right. Uh, four uh, presentable chances that weren't taken were still 2-0 up and the chances kept coming. And we were able to get um, a third uh, just uh, on the on the half uh, time whistle, Bernard. Yeah, I mean I had another one that was wasn't quite clear what had happened to us behind the behind the goal. Obviously, uh, Grealish uh, sort of crossed it over. Diaz rises at the far post like the proverbial salmon. Uh, good header onto the post, and then t- to us behind the goal, it actually looked as though it crossed the line. It actually looked as though it bobbled not along the line, which he had done. Obviously, when you look at when we look back at replay, but it just looks as though it had actually gone in. And obviously, is it Hadara tried to hook it yeah. clear? Very, very stonesy-like, I thought, where obviously Arlen was running in. And obviously, you think of stones against Liverpool with with uh, uh, Salah, uh, and he went through his legs. It could have easily gone through Arlen's legs, but it's, it's his trailing back leg 
his shin, and he got not the prettiest hat trick in the world, but uh, he had to be he had to be there for it to to sort of go in off his shin. So yeah, another another unusual goal. In that uh, we weren't quite sure what had gone on and whether he'd got it or it already crossed the line. But we, obviously, it was Harland's hat trick. Yeah, Ray. For all the world, that looked like a Ruben Diaz goal, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I I thought it was. You know, even on the replay, I thought it was. Uh, but uh, obviously, it was Harland, and you know, the guy was. Uh, uh, in uh, uh, you know, in I was going to say seventh heaven, but we hadn't scored seven by then. But you know what I mean. He scored a hat trick by half time. Oh, uh, <laughs> Modric just lashed it past. Um, and um, it was um, you know, I think that stunned his confidence a, a world of good. I don't think was he only the se- second player after Messi to score a, a first half hat trick in a, a knockout game in the Champions League. I mean, records mm-hmm. were tumbling last night or being equaled. It was. Um, you know, as, as Bernard said, it wasn't the prettiest hat trick in the world, but it was a hat trick all the same. And you could see the confidence uh, coursing through uh, Harlan's veins. I, you know, I think this is going to this uh, performance uh, and the number of goals he scored is going to make a big difference to the rest of the season because I think now he's, you know, he's on. Uh, he feels like he's on top of the world. Yeah, Ruben Diaz didn't have any, uh, didn't hold any grudges. Big smiles all around. He didn't care that it wasn't him. Um, but City went uh, went in at halftime, three 0 up, and you were uh, thinking, well, we'll take that, and we're expecting a nice, uh, calm procession of uh, tippy tappy uh, football and um, a three 0 win. But the goals kept coming, and uh, number four wasn't long. Uh, in the works, Bernard. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot, lot behind the stands. Obviously, having the uh, half-time cocoa and various things at the back, uh, so a lot missed it. But obviously, it came from sort of a, a great team, a great team play. I think we had a, an attack that broke down. It ended up coming back to Edison. And then there was interplay between De Bruyne and Haaland and Grealish. Then obviously a bit further up the pitch, laid, laid it laid it nicely off to Gunnar. I don't know where the marking is. Leipzig marking was it was awful last night. They didn't, they didn't seem to be closing anyone down, marking anyone. And we saw it was like a, a warm knife through butts. I mean, Grealish had time just to lay it off to Gundogan. And what, what Gundogan can do, and I always have a wind at him, is he, he doesn't put his foot through it, does he? He places it nicely. But because it went sort of went through a defender's legs or near a defender, they go, he didn't see it late anyway so he had a cracking little uh, but he sort of passed it diagonal shot passed into the bottom, bottom right hand corner uh, yeah and I do like those goals by Gundo but uh, as I say he got the benefit of perhaps the goal had been just slightly unsighted when it when he hit it but uh, great goal great team goal I think that one I, I agree with Bernard uh, I, th- I thought it was a clinical strike in my notes I've written clinical yeah. strike yeah. it was well placed uh, beyond the keeper um, you know, and it was on the 49th minute, so some people are having a long cocoa. Um, <laughs> maybe they're having uh, something else that begins with cocoa. Cocoa whiskey uh, in it, a bit of whiskey in it, I think. Well, they were having cocoa in the uh, cocoa powder in the in the, in the bogs, possibly some of them. Um, <laughs> the white cocoa powder, of course. So he, um, but it was after 49 minutes, so you know, four nil up, game's done and dusted, and it really was only a question of. Uh, um, not how many. I thought it was, uh, Bernard said, I thought we'd take our foot off the gas, um, make some changes and rest some players and then just let the game peter out. But, you know, uh, credit to Pep for a few more minutes. He did, you know, even though it's 4-0, he kept, uh, you know, for another 10 minutes or so, 
he kept the players together, which was very good of him because that that allowed us to score lots more goals. Yeah, you you were thinking at this point, Bernard, weren't you, that City would take their uh, their foot off the throat and off the gas? Uh, didn't it didn't happen because um, uh, we kept scoring. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the thing is, those players on the pitch last night, I think they wanted to keep going. I don't, I don't think they wanted to take the foot off the gas, and we've seen that so many times this season. So they just, they just carried on regardless because Leipzig were giving everyone far too much room, and I think that fifth goal, obviously when it came from a corner, sort of emphasises that because the smallest player on the pitch, uh, Bernardo, gets a free header in the box and all he does I put on here that he leaps eight feet in the air but he didn't he just got on his toes because no one was on him no no one was even marking him it was shocking from Leipzig and he headed it headed it sorry go on mate no sorry I was going to say I wouldn't say it was shocking I thought it was a good well worked move because Bernardo moved from the near post to the far post and nobody went with him because hey it's Tiggy Bernardo so I think it was a obviously a pre-planned corner and a well worked move Um, and I'd rather on this occasion, give City credit rather than say it was poor marking from Leipzig. Go with that. We'll go with that then. Okay, I'll go, I'll go with Ray <laughs> on that one. <laughs> yeah, but obviously he nodded it bad. This is where the kanji comes into it, isn't it? And uh, of course, Haaland met it. Uh, a good header down again. Uh, the Blaswitz, the goal, he, he played pretty well last night, I thought. I never rated yes. him that much, but he had a good game last night. He kept, he parried it out again. A kanji tried to get it, didn't he? He tried, he tried to get summit on it, but it wasn't enough to take it past the keeper again. But obviously, Obviously, the keeper only succeeds in putting it back out to Ireland and our big Lummets gets his uh, fourth and obviously ties with Mr Tommy Johnson and his record set in 1929. And no, Ray, I wasn't there in 1929. That's before you say anything. Of course, <laughs> you, you, you couldn't get a ticket that day, could you? <laughs> no, no, it sold out, mate. And, uh, so, so he ties he ties with the record, and we know he, uh, something better will even happen in a minute. But uh, yeah, fantastic, and uh, that's what we that we, we commented, didn't we, against Palace about Ireland, and we bought him to take these chances, uh, and basically he took every sort of chance he could get last night. It was fantastic, and uh, there I think uh, ends the debate, Ray, uh, because of course before the game uh, people were wondering. Does uh, actually does Erling Haaland make City any better than they were before? No, look, one swallow doesn't make a summer, Mike. Um, you know, uh, just like when you tried to start this uh, podcast with, before we uh, press record, and you were a bit premature. I think you're a bit premature <laughs> here to say that uh, this means that Haaland makes us better. Uh, if we win the Champions League and the Premier League, then I'll I'll concede and say, yep, Haaland makes City better. But, um, you know, un- until then, um, you know, for me, still the jury's out. We- we've not scored a-, a-, a sack load more goals than we had last season. Uh, and I don't think we've got as much control as we had last season in games. So it- it's still a work in progress. You know, we've got to uh, work him out. He's got to wor- work out how to work with us as well and how to, he said himself, how to get uh, his-, his teammates more into the game, how to make his teammates better. So he's got to work this this stuff out as well. So it's um, there's, there's lots to do, and obviously the, the, you know, it's his first season, so he'll get he'll get better. And um, <laughs> it's frightening to say he'll get better because he's already got. I mean, I'm not going to give the game away too much because I think people do know he's got 39 goals this season in was it 36 games. So he, he, I, I can't imagine how good he's going to be when he starts to play properly. 
Ray, Ray, what was that? You said one swallow doesn't make a, a summer. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, but Bernard, um, five swallows kind of. <laughs> um, kind of I think, kind I think of Ray's ahead. talking generally the fact that yes, he scored plenty of goals, but as a team, as a team, we're, we're not really done that much better than than when we were without him. It's just that he's scoring a lot of the goals. But uh, I understand what Ray's saying. He's been obviously, he, we know he's doing a wonderful job. But uh, as a, as a team, we've we've not. Uh, as I say, if you look at look at pure goals, we're, st- we're still learning, and if we're still learning, God help everybody else. I don't know, guys. I, I think there's just no pleasing some people. No, but Mike, but, look uh, at the points we've got. Look at the points we've got. Okay, this is one of the, if I'm right, second lowest points tally or third lowest under Pep since he's been there after 27 games. So you know he he might have scored a lot of goals, but the rest of the team haven't, and we've not been better defensively. So there's, there's a lot that's changed. And, you know, it's, I just think it's going to take a little bit more time. Um, and hopefully next season, uh, when we've got Jude Bellingham and Gavardiol. Was playing last night, guys? I, exactly. Was he even there? <laughs> I'm not going to knock him just because of one game against City. Same way I'm not going to knock Bellingham for one game against City. Um, and, and same way I, I won't. You know, knock anybody else that we buy, whether we get Kravac, Gavili, or Mbappe, or, or whoever. I'm not going to knock them. Um, but so, we're, not, we're not saying we're not saying though RB Leipzig were absolute garbage. But that Guardiola looked okay. Are we? We're not saying anything like that. So he, no. he didn't really do much. No. Well, the thing is, I mean, it's, there was a lot of scrambles. I mean, if you look at Haaland's goals, was it three of them were off the keeper? Yeah. So. Yeah. You know the the penalty. I can't blame Gavardiol for the penalty and some of the scrambles. I'd, I you know I'd be. I think it's churlish to blame Gavardiol for them. But as a defensive line, they weren't great, and he's part of that. So he he has some uh, light uh, accountability for what happened. But um, yeah, he might he might knocked a few million off his price. So that's all right. Oh, that's all right then. Twenty one. <laughs> No, he's only 21. Uh, well, let, let's just hope that Laporte stays and we don't even need to uh, go down that direction. But Laporte, he can do one for me. Oh, <laughs> Ray, Ray, for goodness sake. For goodness sake. Oh, no, he's a whinge bag. I don't like whinge bags. You know? I don't if, think if, he's been that much of a whinge bag. Oh, well. It's, it's only what you've heard. Have you been in the room when he's been whinging, Ray? Have you been there when it's happened? Well, I can't, I can't release my sources, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, we're just taking journalists. We're just taking journalists' words for it, mate. And true, since when have we true. done that? True, but he doesn't look happy. Let's put it that way. He doesn't look happy. No, um, I mean, it, obviously, he's, he's not playing. He's not. So there's something wrong, of course. We, we can put two and two together and, and make four like any crappy journalist can that there's a problem. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we'll see against Burnley. If he, I'll tell you what, if he doesn't appear against Burnley, he may as well get on the bus home some because he won't, yeah, be, well, he won't well, be playing well, again. Let's be honest. If, if Walker's there, then the, the chance of Laporte playing, because... You know, you'd like to think Stones, Iaki, uh, Akanji and Diaz have got a good chance. And I, I, and if we put, as I uh, suggested uh, uh, to Pep, um, we, you know, we should be putting our first team out um, because we've got the international break after this. So we should be going at it full strength um, and not worrying about, you know, because our next league game is in uh, two weeks' time. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see whether Laporte gets a look. And if he doesn't, yeah, he might as well start packing his bags now. Let's not um, start raining on on anyone's parade. Let's talk about the next goal, Bernard. Good more. 
And there's more. Yeah, there's yeah. more. Well, well, a couple of substitutions, weren't there? On came Foden and Mares, and off went Gundo and Grealish. I'm sure Gundo went straight to the hospital. I'm not too sure what Grealish did, although, uh, yeah, it, it was all right. It was all right. It, was, it wasn't our most prolific uh, attacker last night. But 57 minutes, yes, a couple of minutes later, it's 6-0, and he gets the record on his own, Mr. Poor Tommy Johnson. You know, it's gone. He's gone. He's got his own record. He's got five. He's on his way to getting a record six goals, guys, this this island he's got over 30 minutes to get six goals I wonder what's going to happen anyway uh, Maris crosses from the right uh, Akanji's involved again you did mention he got he got two or three good chances he tries to flick it towards a goal it got blocked and of course uh, a cracking one of his better goals of the night drops to Harlan he smashes a, a low shot into the bottom left corner and He's on five goals. He's equaled three or four other City players now who've scored five goals. And uh, he's going to go and break the record, isn't he, oh, sure? Well, yeah. that's Mike this then, since you mentioned it. Name uh, just one other City player who scored five goals, Mike. Who scored five goals in the game? Yeah. Name Aguero? One. Against who? Uh, Come on, there's only one other team in the Premier League with Arab owners. Newcastle. Against, against Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, against Newcastle. I think we were behind in that game as well. Um, and... You failed okay. the test. You failed the, you're a plastic, Mike. You've been determined as a plastic. You failed the Man City test. I did, I did. But um, have, you got I any, did. have you got any more, Ray, that have scored five goals? Um, Bobby Marshall, Frank uh, Roberts, Tommy Johnson, Tommy Browell. Yeah, you're not so clever now, are you, Ray? <laughs> He's got them all. But look, look, these are like last century. You know, these are in Bernard's era. They're not... You know, I don't know my ear, you cheeky sod. I just do research. Well, Tommy Johnson was about 1928, weren't he? 29. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> sorry for being a year out. You know. Please, please forgive me. As David Gray would say, please forgive me. <laughs> well, I, 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 well, the impact of the substitutions were, uh, was quite significant. I thought um, Mares was uh, absolutely brilliant. Although he wasn't on for long. He was on it, wasn't he? I mean, he's, he's not usually very good coming on a submarines, but he was up for it, wasn't he? Uh, I think he fancied his chances, actually. I think he thought he might get a four or five himself because he seemed lively enough, which is not always Mahrez when he comes on as a substitute. Yeah, but this is his stage. Champions League, he likes to shine. The world's eyes are on, on the game and he wants them to be on him. So he always seems to uh, rise to the occasion. Uh, sorry, that, that is not a reference to Mr. Walker. He always seems to rise to the occasion, uh, Josiah Mares, uh, in the Champions League. I don't know about you guys, but I thought it was just kind of annoying because there's um, Haaland and he gets dragged off by Pep and everyone's saying, well, is, is that just to, to keep his... Um, Keep, keep his uh, ego under control. I can't, I can't believe do- Mike didn't use that opportunity to say he got pulled off by Pep. Um, <laughs> but no, but the thing is, there's two things. The conspiracy theorist said because um, Messi was another one to score five that uh, Pep didn't want Haaland to break Messi's record. Mm, mm. But afterwards, I mean, uh, Pep did did say that if Haaland had got a double hat trick at the age of you know 22. Then you know maybe he 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 wouldn't be he'd be bored after that. It's you know, utter, utter codswallop in it, guys. I mean, we did a treble when the other the other few years back. I mean, does that to mean we don't want to do another treble? I mean, I've never heard so much garbage in all my life. This this record of uh, of cities where Dennis Law got the six goals and obviously they all got cancelled out because yeah, the game yeah. got abandoned. This this guy had thirty minutes. 
to 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 make history. I'm sorry, Pep. It was unforgivable. He was nothing wrong with him. He was fit as a fiddle. He wanted to carry on, yeah. even with the changes in the team. Pep should have left him on that pitch to give him that opportunity. I don't care what reason Pep gives for it. What a load of crap. If he'd scored six, seven, and eight, you're not telling me Alan would have given up football at his age and let that's it. I've done my bit. Tell you something. Well, it's just a load of garbage from Pep. I was very, very upset for for uh, Haaland. Haaland. Can I tell you something? There's a, uh, there was a game for Norway where Haaland scored nine goals. Yeah. So he's not giving up. You know, he still no. wants to score more goals. You know, afterwards he said, you know, you know, they said, how can you do better? You know, mm-hmm. he scored five goals because he wants to do better. He said, well, you know, I could have scored the what, two goals, two chances I had in the first half. So that's how I do better. You know, and it's good to see he's he's not just totally uh, basking in the glory of scoring those goals. He's you know still wants he wants more, and I think that's that's important. You know, it shows his hunger uh, that he wants more goals. Yeah, I totally agree with Bernard here. I mean, it it just reminded me of you know how like how many sort of um, uh, football coaches you had when you were a kid who would have done something like that just to to try to keep your feet on the floor. Instead of you know letting a player go on and really fulfilling fulfilling his um, potential, he would have absolutely scored another one if he had stayed on at least. But yeah, 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 um, yeah. But it was very annoying when when the players went off uh, after about was it sixty two minutes? That was you know Maras had this cameo, but um, I th- I think you know the, some of the urgency had gone. Um, you know the urgency was there with some of the players who wanted to show what the you know. KDB for one wanted to show that you know there was life in the old dog yet. Um, well, what what so, would have happened? What would have happened, Ray? And what has happened in the past is you, those players on the pitch would have would have busted a gut to get Ireland another goal. They would yeah. have absolutely done everything, even dive in the box to get another penalty. Don't care what it was. Those players and what Pep did by changing the, half the team by that stage by bringing another three players on, he just he just ruined the flow of it. He took away and it obviously took Ireland's chance away. Uh, I just thought it was wrong. There was no need for it. We've got we, yes, we've got an FA Cup game coming up at the weekend, but you know, totally, totally wrong, totally wrong for me. He 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 should have left them on for a little bit longer. Yeah, um, yeah. because under normal under normal circumstances, Pep would have made a substitution till the seventy eighth minute or something. Yeah. So why couldn't he just leave them on? It was only sixty two minutes. Leave them on. He could have just said, "Right, guys, you've got eight minutes." Get yeah. the goal. I'll then give you to se- seventy five minutes and uh, for you to get your sixth goal. Give you know and uh, but no, it's just disappointing. It as you say, I can understand Pep doing it to some extent as a manager to to protect what we've got and give other guys time. But it, un- in the context of how how history can be made, and this is what we're talking. about You know, me and my history. I love my history. This is this would have been historic. I mean, it was historic anyway, but it would have been even more historic as far as. City are concerned, never mind the Champions League or whoever it is, as far as City and City fans and our history, it would have been historic and it's just very disappointing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, we weren't done. There was one more in it and it, it was absolutely... There, 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 there was more and uh, there was an absolutely... I think this is a, a, a absolute trademark uh, Kevin De Bruyne goal. Um, that wasn't the only thing that happened, but that that... You, you know, you knew exactly what what he was going to try to do. Nicely set up by um, Mares again. 
Yeah, I'm just saying I was literally on that when it when it came up two minutes injury time because I'm about halfway down. What I usually do is stroll up to the top and just find an empty empty place to stand near the near the entrance so I can make a, a quick exit at full time. And as I sort of strolled up on a minute, I didn't sort of realise what was going on on the pitch. And of course, as I as I got to my little seat, turned round and literally, I think Mardis has just played it across. And of course, uh, De Bruyne took a lovely touch, as he did in the first half with that one that smacked against the bar. I think he hit it with his up different foot this time, didn't he? Didn't do a left foot and a right foot. Uh, yeah. I think he smacked it, opened his body up yet again. Same sort of thing. Uh, a fantastic, we're right behind it, curled it right uh, gracefully into that top right hand corner, uh, top right corner. Fa- fantastic. And uh, I'm glad I turned around in time to watch it because I was very, very near to missing that one, I must admit. Yeah, it's a good goal. Great goal! He slammed it. You know the 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 power, the the pace, the accuracy, trademark KDB. He looked a bit tired, but he'd given it everything. He'd given so much, I think, in that game. He'd given so much to show that you know he wasn't past it. He was he's you know KDB, and he and he's still brilliant. Uh, and you know the people who'd start to, to say he wasn't performing and writing him off, he put in I think a really really. Uh, fantastic performance. What did you think about the uh, the atmosphere in the ground, Bernard? There was some talk about this. Um, Pep was, uh, you know, uh, you know how he likes um, the fans to get up uh, for these kinds of games. What? How? How did it feel? Yeah, very good. Um, I did come out on the Leipzig thing in my my little vlog, my little things I do. Um, of course, he had no megaphone. He didn't have any drum. Uh, and basically, without that, a lot of these European clubs with the zombie chanting, they, they can't do it. They can't can't compete with just natural atmosphere created by a, a, a game that pulsates from one end to, you know, they can't do it. They don't know how to do it. And the, the Leipzig fans, I've very rarely heard them sing, for one thing. I think of it a couple of times when we were quiet. But uh, yeah, without without the drums and without the megaphones, the the pretty you know the teams getting hammered. Imagine City getting hammered. Usually we'd would be still the only thing you've got left to do is sing. That's the only thing you have to do when you're getting hammered, getting stuffed. That's sometimes that's all you can do because you just accept it and get on with it. And the Leipzig fans, there's a lot more there as I said than last season. I don't, you know, they must have must have lifted the restrictions or they got a bit more money. I'm not too sure. We talked about it the other overnight, weren't we? On Bolt from the Blue, but. Uh, yeah, they, they were quite poor, in, in fairness. Uh, all credit to them for making the journey. But as far as noise, it was it was all City fans. Uh, Leipzig, just just without the drums and the megaphones, you haven't got a clue what to do. Uh, Ray, one thing was very gratifying uh, for, for the television uh, supporters' uh, point of view was how frequently the cameras went up and showed Erling's dad and his, uh, his uncles yeah. uh, going crazy every time he scored. Absolutely. Look... It's a family affair, you know. They're, they're at the games, they're, they're uh, enjoying it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to see. And, look, if, if, obviously, if it's your kid, you'd be bouncing about as well. You know, I mean, look, even, you know, if it was my kid and he scored a goal, I'd be bouncing about. But to score a hat-trick and then go on to score five, it's just incredible. As we said, records being set, 39 goals. He's got the, the most goals for a City player in a season. He's... Uh, a, a great start. He's got as has he got more goals now, or is it the same number of goals as Wayne Rooney? But he's done it in sixty fewer games. Rooney, he's, he's got, I think he's got three three more goals, three more. Yeah. Rooney took eighty five games. Harlan's done it in twenty five. It's just it's just phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And uh, look, if he can, he, he's you know he's, there's a long way to go, but 
this kid stays fit, you know, um, he'll be breaking records forever. Let's, as we come to uh, a, a close, any particular post-match thoughts, Bernard? Yeah, well, we, yeah, I mean, post-match, obviously, is it the draw on Friday, isn't it? But yeah. that equal, if you're talking of records, which we like to do, because we do set a few these days, that equals Arsenal's Champions League record of 24 home games on the trot now without defeat. So if we get a, a decent quarter-final, uh, we can get that record on our own as well. We share it with Arsenal at the moment, so that'll be good. Uh, and just back to the fans, it was just back to the fans about the atmosphere. You can always tell City doing well when the whole stadium does a Poznan. So uh, that was a, that was a good sign last night. Who do you want in the next round, Bernard? Do you care? Oh, not not really, mate. I, I don't care. It's, uh, I'd, love to get, I'd love to get Madrid and stuff, and but I mean, are they, are they still hanging on in there against Liverpool? Nil nil. It's, it's a very open game. Very, very open. I think they've hit the bar. Liverpool have had a few chances. Madrid have had a few chances. Um, Alisson's made uh, uh, two or three uh, cracking saves. So, very, very open game. Yeah, I'd rather get... I'd rather get uh, well, I will not mind Chelsea. I will not mind Chelsea. I will not mind Bayern Munich. I will not mind Real Madrid. Um, you know, bring them on. Bring them on, To be mate. honest, for me, um, I, I wouldn't mind Benfica, Inter, Milan. Mm-hmm. wouldn't mind any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want Napoli. Don't want Napoli. Uh, they're just far too good. And to be honest, I don't want Real Madrid at this stage. But I, do, I, uh, I think that the team that I don't want the most are Napoli at the moment. They're, they're winning again tonight. Uh, they're in awesome, awesome form. And uh, yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't mind admitting it. They're, they're playing so well. Uh, brushing teams aside, Benfica, and I'd be happy. Well, actually, did it actually start snowing during that game, uh, Bernard? Yeah, yeah, snow, a bit of sleety stuff, and yeah, it never stuck, obviously, because it wasn't that heavy. But uh, yeah, it was very wintry. It was very wintry. Let's let's put it that way. All right. Any final thoughts, guys, before we wrap this one up, or are we done? Yeah, I'm just looking towards to Burnley now and Vincent Company. We've got Pep against future Pep, haven't we? So uh, it'll be quite interesting. Uh, game on Saturday and I'm, I'm as Ray was saying about the team early on uh, I do want him to go strong but I have when I'm doing my little pick of my 11 I tell you what I have no idea I have no idea I'd love him to go strong but I'm putting people like Laporte in I'm putting people like Walker in uh, so and listening to Ray I'm thinking should I or shouldn't I so <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm a bit confused as to what Pep's going to do on Saturday but he should, strong, he, should, he should go strong with two weeks off now with you know with the international break of course he should and we want to get we want to get to at least the semi-final don't we so uh, yeah he should do have we have we is this a start is this correct Bernard we've been in the last We've had was it four, uh, four or five on the trot semi-finals FA Cup. I know we've been to last eight quarterfinals, haven't we? So yeah, probably probably not far on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But only one one there. Well, it's the semi-finals. He, you know, most of the time he puts a crappy team out because we're still in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bernard mentioned uh, Pep versus future Pep. I wonder who's going to be the first idiot who puts up that uh, that meme of um, you know the the twin Spider Men, you know, like uh, facing each other. <laughs> Um, up on uh, up on Twitter, it'll probably be me actually. But um, oh, no, anyway. you said it. I'll look out for it off you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'll leave it here and uh, finish off in the normal way by thanking the guys. Thank you've been listening to Bernard Denine. Thank you so much, Bernard. No, welcome, mate. It's, it's you know we we uh, I was I was looking at the program today for you know the the program from last night and I, I rated it seven out of ten. I don't know why. Mm. <laughs> 
Thank you. And you've also been listening to Ray Bubbles. Thank you very much, Ray. Hey, hey, hey. Always a pleasure, Mike. Always a pleasure. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll finish off at this particular uh, point and uh, do it in the normal way, uh, guys, by saying, "Have one on us and up those blues." Up the blues. Up the blues. Up the blues.